1: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by
0: Sikkim365.com. Rangers are the world champions. Former Baylor and Rangers outfielder David Murphy, now part of Valley Southwest, as a, an analyst in the studio. He joins us on 365 Sports with Craig and Paul I'm David Smoke. David, what does this mean to anyone who's ever had anything to do with the Rangers franchise?
2: Uh, it's, it's just so special. Um, just been thinking about it in a lot of different ways, and it, it's just great. You know, uh, obviously baseball is just a sport, but at times like this when, when a game means so much to you, it's easy to get poetic, right? Yep. And uh, so I, I think more than anything, I'm, I'm proud of the team, um, the coaching staff, the, you know, everybody, obviously the players. Um, and I'm just so thankful for the fan base. You know, this, this team has been in Texas since 1972. And um, how many how many diehard fans are out there that have waited to see a moment like this? So I just – man, I, I'm thankful as somebody who has put on a Rangers jersey at some point in my career, and I'm thankful that, uh, that I still have ties to the organization.
1: David, Bruce Bochi came out of retirement. I mean, he might – like – he might have staked a claim to being the greatest manager ever with what he did this year and the way he was able to come into a team that lost 94 games and bring just so much cohesiveness and trust and things that just weren't there a year ago in. When you watch him as a former player and the way that he navigates through things, I'm watching the series sometimes thinking like, oh, well, that's not a good decision, then reminding myself like, well, Bruce Bochy made it, so it'll probably work out in the end.
2: Yeah. I mean, he just, um, it, track record speaks for itself, you know, and, and I think it's easy for us to talk about, um, you know, what what we see on camera when the camera goes to him and maybe his calm or the moves that he makes or whatever, you know, I, I have a feeling that so much of what he does and, and the majority of, of his impact is is what we don't see because, He's the one that sets the tone in the clubhouse. Um, he, he sets the morale. And baseball, over the course of a six-month season, you throw in a month uh, on the front end for spring training, and now you throw a month on the back end. So it's, that's a long eight months. Those guys are, are together a bunch. And so they're a family. And, and all of that, that culture, that chemistry, all of that, that starts with him. So – um, when you when you get the results, it's it's hard to imagine that um, that he didn't do wonders for for the clubhouse and obviously for the finished product that you see on the field.
3: David, as somebody who's been on on a team that's made it to to the World Series, um, the Rangers obviously had their highs and lows uh, during this season, dealing with injuries and whatnot. When did you get a sense that like, hey, this team's got a little something extra to them?
2: Yeah, it didn't take very long to notice that there could be. Something you know, they their first half was lighted Mm -hmm. out, especially offensively. Um, Man, I I looked up. I remember I was working pre and post game, probably in May, and I was just like, "Man, they already have more ten run games than they did all of last season." And uh, you know, it it just things like that. It just went on and on, and then they have five All Star starters plus Nathan Evaldi was there as well. So um, yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy to, to see that uh, I did tell, you know, I, I talked to a bunch of people in mid August and, uh, and I told them, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the Rangers represented the American league in the world series, but that was kind of before the doldrums and, you know, the struggles that they had in mid August and September. So, you know, I, I don't know if I would have predicted this after the, the late season struggles that they had, but once again, that gets back to Bruce Bochy, and um, and that gets back to just the character and the perseverance and just the, the resilience and bounce back of this team.
0: David, you know what I did? I went last night and watched David Freeze in game six. I went back and, and watched some of the things that, that were harsh and bad memories. I didn't play the game I covered. Uh, but you are a part of games, of course, as well. Does that now eliminate and Nelson Cruz by uh, wait, announced his retirement today, which is the the day no. after the World Series. Not sure if you knew that. Is any of that now just get erased?
2: Um, I mean, as a player, that was part of that game, and as as somebody who, you know, I mean, I I didn't achieve a World Series championship, so. Mm-hmm you know, you could always go back and say, I wish we could have done it. Um, you know, it's, it's not, even though, like I said, I'm still affiliated to the organization. Um, this, this is not my championship. This is their championship. This is, this is my championship as a fan, but you know, I didn't, I didn't do anything to earn it or achieve it. So, um, it, but I, I think just for, for dfw i i think that's kind of where where it does maybe is just you know you're tired of being one of the teams that are that are you know brought up in the conversation of oh what what are the teams that have never won a world series before and you know and and just the fact that people can dwell uh, tend to dwell on game six in 2010 and 11 and that the job was never done so in that way I'm appreciative for this team and that, that's it. That's no longer a conversation. That's now irrelevant because um, the Rangers are up there um, with the world champions of baseball. And um, I'm just, I'm thankful that they, that, that one, one Rangers team finally got the job done.
0: David, the bullpen, which was at times the, uh, well, they weren't good. They struggled. There was ups and downs. how, yeah, they just turned it on when they had to at the moment, and may have been as much of a part of what they did in this series against Arizona as most anybody. Is that was that uh, Bochy working his magic, Mike Maddox working his magic, or is it just time for them to pitch better?
2: I think it was probably a little bit of everybody, but I think if you see these type of results, you you realize what they were capable of all season long. You know, I, I before uh, I came on with Dell, I was listening to um, MLB network radio and Josh Forrest. And he was, talk- they were talking about how he wasn't even on the roster to be, to begin the season. So, and this is a guy that closed out some games a few years ago and he's got t- upper ninety stuff with, you know, elite breaking stuff. So, you know, the tools were there. It's just a matter of executing sometimes. And that's why the major leagues are so difficult. How many guys that are, supremely talented do we never really remember or know the names of because they just weren't able to execute well this is on the flip side you know that the offense did so much work early in the season that really the bullpen kind of went unnoticed and then when all of these you know when they played all the close games down the stretch and the bullpen was kind of working overtime and was taxed um and, you know that's that's when things become evident you start to shine the spotlight and, and, you know, I feel for anybody that's in the bullpen because they don't really talk about you very much when you get the job done. They're only talking about you when you're not getting the job done. So, man, what a huge, a huge amount of credit goes to those guys and, and what they were able to do, period. But on top of that, you know, silencing all the skeptics and all the critics.
1: Corey Seager is a robot made in a lab, or he's from another planet, David. In that, I don't know if there is a hitter in baseball right now who can correct things on the fly like he can, who does the well, maybe Altuve. He they're kind of on the same plane when that goes. Um, how, um, how far does he separate himself from kind of just the uh, just other guys? What he's doing right now,
2: yeah. Uh, and first of all, I'll say on the defensive side as well, he doesn't get credit for his defense, but how big was that double play that he helped to turn off the bat of Catel Marte the other night? I mean, that, that was big, and he's just smooth at shortstop. You know, he may not have uh, the range of a, a guy like Dansby Swanson or something like that, but uh, he gets the job done and he's smooth. Offensively, I I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it as far as his approach. I mean, there's guys that have obviously put up, similar numbers and, and things like that. Um, not necessarily in the postseason anymore because what he's done is, is pretty ridiculous. Um, but his ability to barrel the baseball and just his, his sheer and pure hitting ability is, is so impressive. And you add the power on top of it uh, because you just, you know, it's like I love the, the connection and the comparison to Barry Bonds throughout the course of the series. If you listen to a whole lot of analysts, you know, break him down, is because how many guys have we seen over the years that you just you literally couldn't throw a pitch inside of the box, inside of the strike zone, or else they were going to hit it out of the ballpark or do major damage? And he was in that category. And obviously, the swing in, in game one to tie it up that's, that's the biggest swing of the year for the Rangers. You know, if, if they don't win game one, uh, especially with the way that Merrill Kelly pitched in game two, if they go back to Arizona, you know, down two to nothing that is an extremely tough deficit to come back from. So how, you know, between what he did, what Garcia did with the walk off there in the later innings of game 1, those are those are the ones that you, you tell stories, you know, years and years from now.
0: You know, the, the the franchise is not only really good right now. They've got depth coming up. They got the young kid from Florida that's on the verge. They got the pitchers they've drafted that have uh, had to get through some injuries and surgeries and whatever else. They have a uh, – David, what do you think about the mixture of veterans, Simeon, uh, Simeon uh, obviously, Seeger among others, and then the young stars that have kind of come through this uh, franchise that are ready to, to be here for a while if they end up being able to continue to keep them under salary or contract?
2: Well, I – uh, I'm going to sidestep you there for a second because at the end of uh, at the end of the post game show that we did last night on valleys, I, I kind of mentioned this. You know, uh, I talked to Clint Hurdle, who was our hitting coach in 2010. I remember in the postseason, and he said, "Make sure to take advantage of this and savor it," mm-hmm. because I got I got to the World Series my my rookie year, and I thought we would go back, you know, a million times, and I never made it back as a player. He fortunately got there as a manager and then as a hitting coach. But I think uh, as Rangers fans, we need to savor and enjoy this. Yes, yeah. um, we are hopeful, and the future is bright. I mean, think about if, if everything goes the way it's supposed to and Jacob deGrom gets back healthy next year, think of the possible rotation of deGrom and Scherzer and Ivaldi. Um, I'm sure they're going to try to re-sign Jordan Montgomery. Um, uh, John Gray is back it, too, you know, right? John Gray is back. So just the firepower that, that's in that rotation – and then obviously you have Seager, you have Simeon. Um, think about this young nucleus that we have with Evan Carter and Josh Young, and then uh, you, you mentioned Wyatt Langford out of Florida and what he was able to do this year. So the future is definitely bright. That does not guarantee you any results, but man, and and then what a, what a great time it is to be a Rangers fan. They're hosting the All Star Game next year. Adrian Beltre is going to be a Hall of Famer next July, or he should be. Um, So, man, just what a a turn of the tide for all all that Rangers fans have had to endure for the last 10 years or so. Or even, you know, without the championship, you could say, you know, since 72, because there's been obviously great moments, but they brought it all home last night. And now just everything's culminating in, in just this pocket of time where... Uh, it's just a great time to be a Rangers fan.
1: If Adrian Beltre is not a Hall of Famer next year, I'm going to take some time off of work and I will go yes, house, to, right. house to house to every writer who voted against him and lead like a, a protest down the street, just back and forth picketing. Uh, what are you doing? The greatest third baseman of the last 20 years. How can you not put him in there? Um, you mentioned. That's right. Appreciating the the run when you when you have it when you do look back on, on all the great things you got to do in your career how much does that even though I know you guys didn't win does that season stick out to you when you think about it
2: um, it really does uh, and the teams and the guys and um, you know we we had something special and uh, you know there's even been conversations and texts and things pop up you know comparing. Comparing our, you know, our teams to this team, which I I think just comparing players and comparing teams across generations, even though it was just, uh, you know, 12 and 13 years ago, it's just incredibly hard to do. But at the end of the day, um, we had two shots at it and we didn't get it done and they they got it done. Um, But, you know, I'm just thankful you look at what, you know, I, I was, an average major league player. And you, you look at some of the names, obviously the ones with Texas stand out. I got to play with Adrian Beltre, Josh Hamilton, Michael Young, Ian Kinsler. We'll throw Vladimir Guerrero in there. Cliff Lee, you know, was traded here in 2010. And beyond that, you know, I played in Boston a little bit with big poppy and Kurt Schilling and Manny Ramirez. I got to play, you know, in in LA with the angels with Mike Trout uh, and Albert Pujols. So, you know, you look back at those Rangers teams, and and just seeing the talent, and and just you know the way that I always said when I played, you know, the, the way I put it in perspective is Griffey was my favorite player of all time, and he never stepped foot on a World Series stage, and I got to play with two of them, so. Even though we didn't bring one home, I'll be thankful just for those experiences and opportunities.
3: David, you mentioned a couple of those young players, and they got a bunch of them. But uh, Josh Young, we got a pretty big Big Twelve audience and a lot of Tech fans. And uh, when he was able to come back, it seemed like that gave them a little bit of a boost. Late, uh, just your thoughts on, on what you've seen from the Rook and uh, you know his progression over the last year or so.
2: You know, I, I don't know if I've if I've seen a young kid that is so locked in. Uh, to the game and enjoys it so much. Where uh, he set such a good foundation with uh, just this solid rookie season. But if, if you've seen the guy work and just you've seen kind of his mindset, um, you have every bit of optimism that he's only going to get better. And that's that's hard uh, to project with with the season that he just had. So. You know, could he cut down on the strikeouts? Uh, you know, and there, there's things that you could pick at it if, if you really want to. And I think he's only going to improve, but, um, the, the power all over the ballpark for, for his age and being able to hit the ball to right center the way he does and just to meal, to be able to demolish lefties the way that he does. Um, that is definitely one huge reason why the future is bright for the Rangers.
3: I have a lot of great memories of the ballpark in Arlington. I know you do as well, and a lot of people do, and it was a little bit bittersweet when they decided to move. But uh, what were your thoughts on the, the new place, and how much of an impact do you think that played, having to go you know, well past 162 and not being out in the heat on a daily basis? Do you think that factored in at all into, into the run that they had this year?
2: That, that's a good question because um, you know, even though technology is improving, and every time they come up with a new form of turf and, and you know that it's hopefully similar to real grass and helping these players' bodies out since, you know, we, we see so many guys, uh, their bodies are beat up after a career playing on so much turf. And, you know, I was even wondering the other day with, with Adolis Garcia, you know, did the turf have anything to do with that? But, you know, we'll, that's something that we'll never know. So maybe, maybe you trade the, the heat for the turf or uh, I don't know. Um, I definitely missed the, the other ballpark, but that's obviously um, – uh, it was beautiful, but it's, it's for selfish reasons as well because, you know, I'd love to go back there for another 20 years and uh, remember the good times, the good teams, and, and what we were able to do. But, you know, this new ballpark is, is beautiful. Uh, you've got to give it to ownership for what they've done. Just the, the entertainment district there the ballpark, um, the hotels that are going up, and then just the, the aggressiveness and free agency and their willingness to put together a championship-caliber team. Uh,
1: David, I don't know if like every summer would be that, but this particular summer where it's 110 every day, I bet you it did uh, feel pretty good not to have to be out there in that.
2: No, no doubt, no doubt.
1: David,
0: thank you very much for your time uh, and also your connection to the franchise and your analyst work and also for what you did when you played at Baylor. We appreciate you a lot. Go Rangers, World Series champions. Have a great rest of the day.